guys, I want to go to bed. Your sleepy time. Yeah, I knew you were sleepy time when you had the hoodie on. I was like, she's not normally hooded. Like, yeah, I feel, fuck I, shit. yeah, yeah. I feel like that's like a super roll up on the couch and just call no, it a night. No, for real though. Like, I, I've been in hiding to like meet all my deadlines for this week, and it's only been after business hours that I've been able to catch up on each news item. And every time I log back on. Something happened. It's been an interesting week. Nikki, Nikki and Cardi. Yeah. Kanye ditching Trump for whatever reason mm-hmm. over a design that he doesn't want to claim his name to. Well, you know, I can't catch up. I can't well, here's the up. thing with the Kanye thing. What? He didn't. He didn't ditch Trump. Like he didn't say Trump's name. He just kind of like, oh, they used me to. I don't even know what that means coming from him, but he said I was used to spread messages that I don't believe in. Like, what is the fuck does that yeah, mean? He said <laughs> like he's pivoting away from politics. He's going he's gonna full be creative, creative now. Whatever that means. You think that like I mean, I know he doesn't really think that, but there's no like you can't that's not how that works. You can't get away from <laughs> the last 19 months of your life because I mean, look, you said you're going to be creative now. It's 2018. I would have tried it. I mean, then there's that. People are, <laughs> people are just throwing things out there and seeing what works. Like, even with this Cardi and Nikki thing, like, they're pulling up the receipts is crazy. See, that's the part of it. I, like, I was totally with it up until that point. I don't I don't want to see screenshots I, I of got, your email. Fam. A lot of records, emails now that no one Wait, needs to have. Yeah. Like, no, you didn't see, like, so Nikki did Queen's Radio, and she was airing out all this stuff about Cardi. Then Cardi goes to Instagram and airs out all this stuff about Nikki, talking about... Oh, the deals you got, I got offered first. The songs you were on, I got offered first. Just pulling out everything, right? And then you start posting screenshots of, like, contracts for stuff with, like, everyone included. Yeah, see, and, that's the corny part. See, that's when it gets a little bit much. Dude. I don't like that. You see, I don't Why? know. Why? Because it's like, you don't... I just don't like the, like... I don't know if it was maybe something in- incriminating or that you wanted that you felt like you were done wrong, whatever the case is. But these are just emails, business emails that aren't supposed to be for public consumption. Mm. Like that's not. Don't put the email chain. But it's war, child. It's war. <laughs> no, no. There's no rules. Let me be very clear. Uh, I'm not that guy. There no, are no, no rules. Not talking necessarily rules, but I feel like that's why the way people are thinking is like I want to one up you, even if it gets all these other people in trouble. They have nothing to do with this. They have nothing like, to do with this, right? Like this, there's a lot of collateral in damage. In a sensational age, job. No, you're right. If I can't screenshot something, don't send it to me. Don't send it to me. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> in, that's, tell that's me in Cap. person. That's Kev. I don't. I'm not a screenshotter, yeah. but, <laughs> but that's the energy, though. But that's, that's the, energy. the energy. No, no, that's definitely the energy. I, I really like, wouldn't send anybody anything that I wouldn't want a screenshot for real. Right. Because I feel like anything that someone can kind of pull up. For someone, even if it's not has nothing to do with you, but to prove a point to somebody else, right? It can be used, and that's what kind of seemed like what rap beefs are in 2018. It's just like, how can I one up you by any means necessary? How can I one up you? Yeah, it's a different one up. Now, now the one up isn't like, can I write a better rap than you? Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. can I? Yeah, I have to write a better rap still, but can I publicly embarrass you yeah. in some way or can, can I, I out meme can you I, yeah can I out meme you can I do something that makes your ego or confidence deflate a little bit in right. some kind of way mm-hmm. if I can do that to you then I feel like I won yep that's a rap beef like that's that's what the rap beef is right now I'm striking your ego 
Straight up. Mm-hmm. You were miss you were hiding a child. <laughs> like that's he's still hurt too. <laughs> yeah, he does like, like that shit. Trick's so over. Like he's he's ready he for 2019. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like can we just get this <laughs> shit over? Yeah, wait, have we seen Drake? I mean he's on tour. Yeah, on the tour. But if you didn't go to the show, you hadn't seen him. Okay. Yeah. He's not showing up nowhere. No, and and the way he's putting up pictures of his crib on his Instagram page, I feel like once he's done with this tour and his house is done, this this palace that he's building, I feel like we're never gonna see Drake. Like if I'm not performing for you, I'm just inside this compound. Oh my god, wait, I haven't seen this. What's the decor style? I don't know about the I mean what well, they haven't he hasn't showed much of the I guess what would be the living part of it. He sh- he has pictures for like aerial uh, aerial picture I think is one of them oh like showing the whole ground. God. There's Come one he's on. showing his uh, the basketball court. He has like a, an entire you know oh, basketball man. court. So the the oh, he had a custom OVO logo collab with some artist that he's putting on the scoreboard I think or above the scoreboard or something like that. I don't know. No, nah, if I don't see the inside, I don't believe it. I need to see the Magnolia Homes makeover. Yeah, I think there's one in there. I think there's definitely like if he was smart, he would definitely do like a a series like a building my house. I think that's the one part that Drake with the has property a, brothers. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like do something for like HGTV. I think that's the one market like Drake is <laughs> like HGTV and OVO. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my yeah. god! I feel like he's tapped into all these other things, all these other types of music. Like you might as well just like. Yeah. I mean, we go from MTV Cribs. Yeah, that, yeah, like, to that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The game is but different. If now. anyone's gonna do it, it's gonna be Drake. For sure. That is definitely like his I think Drake operation. would actually be an okay house show <laughs> host. You think so? I think I I think I might because he's personable. Uh-huh. When he when he puts on that like soft speaking voice with the Canadian with a slight Canadian accent, like it sounds like he's supposed to talk about home goods and uh-huh. like crown molding and I shit think this like is that. why like, he wears turtlenecks. Yeah, right, that's what I'm trying to say. You can see Drake in like a turtleneck. And so. He was like, I get it. <laughs> I, I get it. Now, right now, it makes sense to me. Yeah. I can <laughs> definitely see him hosting a home TV show about remodels and open floor concepts. And Now you get what I'm saying. At first, like the Magnolia home things was like total crickets. I was like, somebody has to have watched <laughs> Fixer Upper here. I've only seen, seen I've only seen like spot dates of Fixer Upper. Okay. I see Fixer Upper on accident. Okay, but I have seen it. Fair enough. But I have seen. It. I I'm do know. I, I, I'm just watching this. This is what I'm into. I have so many questions. How you see that by accident? But we'll, we'll, come, <laughs> to that, we'll come to that on a different day. That's your energy. Oh, That's God, right, like, <laughs> we won't tell on you. No, don't worry about it. We'll come. We'll come at that another time. to say podcast i'm ja i'm christina i'm yo all right so check this out last monday tuesday monday or tuesday a friend of mine sends me a record he lives in la he says do you know about this kid have you heard of this kid before i look at it i say no okay his name is keenan rush the song is called can't you tell mm-hmm. i say no about listening to it I listened to it. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is really fucking good. I like this song. Guys from here. I said, okay. That's cool. I played this song for my friend Sean Fallon, and he knows the guy who produced the record, DJ Mike Nasty. Mm. He calls DJ Mike Nasty 
the the series of events happen and we connect and I end up on Flat Shoals at a house party Saturday night. Okay. Watching this Keenan Rush character perform along with several other young aspiring Atlanta artists. Okay. And I left out of there that night feeling really inspired by the youth. Really? Yeah. Because I'm watching these kids perform and I'm telling myself like, wow, like this is what, this could be what Atlanta evolves into after track. Hmm. Like not saying trap will be dead, but at some point this sound is going to like this period. This period is yeah. going to run its way. Everything runs its way. It's just about how long it's going to be. So at some point this shit is going to end, and I'm listening to these kids, and I'm like, wow, Keenan Rush and Wiley from Atlanta mm-hmm. and uh, Rob Olu mm-hmm. and Money Sign Peso and uh, Beauregard. Yo, Beauregard performs with the cane. And raps like Slick Rick, but he's skinny and slim like, I don't even know. It's like Snoop Dogg. I don't know. It's like a crazy thing, but I'm watching them, and I'm like, these kids could definitely be what feels like a new you know, generation of rappers and artists that come from Atlanta. And I'm just, It was just cool to see them in their own environment in this like dusty basement on the east side. So how exactly are they shifting or shaking things up well i don't know that any of them are shaking things up yet because i feel like all of them are so new Mm -hmm. you know but what i but i feel like they have a sound that isn't necessarily what is like it's not gonna it's not little baby it's not you know street based it's not the it's not the the trap melodies and that kind of thing like i think wiley specifically is more of a I don't, what was your, how would you describe why? It's like alternative type Man, of thing? I really don't know. Because he has range. Right. And I got that impression that night. He did like four songs and none of them were the same. At all. <laughs> and so, I was like, okay. I think what Josh is saying about these kids is they're so new and young. Yeah. That since they have something now, like you see that spark. Like imagine that spark becomes a fire. Mm-hmm. It might not be like this year, but coming into like next year in 2020, we don't know where Trap is going to be at or even where Atlanta is going to be at, but you can look at these kids and be like, there's something to look forward to in the future. In the future, for sure. If, you know, they harness their, their creative energy and really, like, blossom into something. Like, mm-hmm. I think Wiley's extremely talented. I love the new record he has called Pink Skies. For sure. And what they're doing is they're releasing, like, a, a demo version of a single and a live version of the single. So you're getting, like, two different perspectives. And you can kind of see with his voice the kind of... Uh, textures they add to these kind of records and it's not quite rap but it's so rap influenced you know talking mm-hmm. about outcast talking about atlanta mm-hmm. in a way that's kind of like i don't know man it's, it's really alternative in a, in a sense of it's hard to kind of frame what it is right but mm-hmm. definitely like still very much based in hip-hop um i like keenan rush a lot too his sound is very interesting to me it sounds almost like um savage mode when you know mm. metro in 21 they started they kind of had like this horrorcore trap sound to yeah the album right to me. it's almost like he like leaned into that heavy and mm. it's very like dystopian in my opinion Nigga, I double, duh. Why the fuck? 
kind of like it's it's not like like dark as in like dirty but more like almost like a a haunted house to me yeah, yeah there's something very sinister about extremely sinister <laughs> that is underhanded even though like he's like, not rapping as if like he's freaking hopson or something uh-huh. it's not like that but his sound is definitely something that sticks out to you and you know you can rap you can have some nice mel- melodies uh very interesting project. What's his, what's the name of the project? Uh, the the project is called Keen is Able. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I just listened to it, and it's interesting that you bring horrorcore up because I guess the thread has always been there from like a three six mafia and stuff like True. that. But um, this iteration of it, if we're gonna call it that, feels like very like slickly produced in a way. Like it already kind of sounds like the big budget film, even though like he's like the indie right now. Mm-hmm. Good observation. Yeah. Um, it would be interesting to see where Atlanta goes next year. I know like we're encroaching into like best of 2018 territory, but I feel like this year, um, I feel like trap has kind of become like the big Marvel release and that there's been so many like big budget releases that it's Mm. been almost tough to like absorb it all. And it feels like the sound is like so omnipresent and like so on our face that I feel like a, a left turn is like almost inevitable. Right. And I guess that's kind of part of what I was feeling that night watching these guys perform was that this not saying that it's like when I see all of them, I see all different parts of Atlanta iconic artists that they all have like there's remnants there of of that style. You know, I, I see that in all of them. But at the same time, for what's going on right now, the, the trap thing is bound to take a turn. Like mm-hmm. at some point, we have to there'll be something else. Yeah. And. Like if it's not, I mean, if it's not all of them, it, it'll be somebody else who, you know, do it on a, or a different level or, or bring about something different. But these kids definitely give me that feeling that, you know, like you said, there's something to look forward to in the future, and um, it's just a different approach, I think, to what you think of Atlanta. Was it, nah, I'm mad I missed you because I pulled up to flat shows too. Okay, well, I was out Aww. early. But um, what was the event? Was it just Keenan's listening party? Or? No. So I also learned about Hand Me the Ox. So, and Keenan, I, I was with Keenan last night, actually. We were kind of talking about this. Something. He was trying to explain it to me, and I had a lot of uh, Miller High Life in my system. So <laughs> I was hearing them, but, I, you know, it was like we started was talking Saturday. about it. Saturday. It was no, it was Monday. Mo- it was Monday. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> you you said you were ready to go to bed, and clearly she is very ready to go to bed. <laughs> no, no, no. I just got my days confused. Okay. All right, continue. So, um, no, but hand me the ox. Apparently, is you know, it's a and somebody's probably listening. To this is gonna kill me for forgetting everybody's name. But it basically sounds as if it is a collective of the uh, people who put on these shows and they also you know they they're kind of an independent unit it sounds like as far as 
um, putting on the shows, marketing, um, you know, production, creative ideas, that mm-hmm. whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I think that was it was their haunted. It was like a haunted house show. Uh, okay. So they had you know all the decorations and stuff in there, but they had everybody performing in there too. It was a trippy house. There you go. I've never been to a trippy house, but I'll take your word for it. It was a trippy house. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, based on my time being in there, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this house is trippy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. I don't know. Maybe there's another connotation. No, no, no. That I'm unaware of. Maybe okay. someone did rebrand haunted houses as trippy houses. <laughs> right. Juicy J, maybe. Perhaps. But nah, I just, I, like I said, I was there for maybe like 15 minutes. I slid there real quick, and it was just a lot of stuff going on in there, and I was like, this is really interesting. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, obviously, you're literally in somebody's basement, right? So right. it's underground in the sense of like it—it's it, physically, you know, literally and figuratively, like you're just watching. And in my mind, in my mind, I kept seeing like, you know, how there's like the rock and roll movie. I guess like Bohemian Rhapsody, where they're gonna show like the rise of Queen and or like other like uh, what was the other uh, what was the other rock and roll flick? Where the kid is on the bus with the band and uh oh almost, almost famous almost famous oh so my God. like Journalist I one hundred and one yeah right yeah yeah one hundred and one <laughs> top notch so I but I felt like that watching these kids where it's like okay this if this was if I was filming this as a documentary this this whole scene right here would be an entire thing yeah I and so I was that. I was you know I was trying to look at it from what it is right now and also in the future what this would look like in 20 years or in 15 years when all of these kids have gone on to do whatever they're going to do and they look back like yeah we were doing that shit in a basement in east atlanta on flat shows just yeah you're telling me that that they were in a house that hadn't been raised and replaced by a condo yet because that's what happened to the yellow house i feel like opposite of uh, edgewood shopping center that was like the whole thing yeah no, this house is still fair. It was it's tucked away in a neighborhood, so okay. it's like they're good. But yeah, that is some shit that happens here. On the very I was gonna ask you guys, like, where, where do you go to hear the new kids and the city now? Because I feel like Edgewood used to be the place for a while, mm-hmm. but department store closed, right. and it doesn't feel like Edgewood feel like more like grown and sexy 25 and up now you go out there if you want to have a good time but not to hear the newest kids in rap yeah where do you go now honestly i don't know and i guess that was the thing about this experience that kind of had me feeling away because i was like okay this is dope but if i wasn't here in this house right now where would i be at to find any of these artists right And and, and and i didn't have an answer I have no idea. Like when we did the episode with Dom, we were talking about Lenny's. Mm. That's how Lenny's was. Like it kind of, rem- it, I mean, obviously Lenny's is a whole bar and establishment, but it was that type of thing where whoever's just new in, in the city and a local artist trying to get their shit off, they would be at Lenny's. Yeah. But now I don't know what Lenny's is. Like, what's the new Lenny's? Yeah. I, I, they prop. they might know. I guess I have to ask <laughs> Keenan. I don't know where this, but he said he's done shows, you know. Over the past couple of months or so, here and there, I know there's but a lot of like sporadic. Smith's old bar, I guess, is still a space you can go and perform I think at. Some people still go to Apache Cafe. True. And then you still like, like you have, you know, you open at the Masquerade, and you'll do some stuff over at um, MJQ. Yeah, you can still do shows at MJQ. But like, I'm more so looking for the essential location where like every week you can pull. You up know, someone is you know, there. Yeah, I think that's either we either we don't have it yet. I feel like that place is gonna like. 
it's going to come up in the next couple of months mm-hmm. just because like you said there's the energy in the city with all these kids mm-hmm. and they're going to need places to perform yeah so there's going to be somewhere somewhere is going to kind of replace that edgewood energy that came up during that 2-9 era and uh we'll see a string of new kids yeah i mean no you're right though i mean the I guess having access to venues where you can actually go put on your shit, yeah, yeah. you know, is still a thing that probably needs to be addressed as, <laughs> at some point. Right. It's not like these kids need much. Like yeah, they don't need a whole lot. was literally just like an empty room. Yes. And they were like, go here. Go here. Figure it out. There are outlets Bye. on the wall. You can yeah, plug stuff exactly. into them. <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Figure space, it out from there. Space 2 was like the first time I ever felt like I've been inside a hole in a wall. Yeah. Oh like shit. Actual hole. The actual in the wall. hole. In the like wall. I was like, oh, y'all That's just true. drew a hole in this wall and right. like, let y'all perform. And, and now there's people here. Yeah. Well, right. especially compared to like department store that was like real, like chic, like clean lines, like exotic, mm-hmm. like DJ sets and stuff yeah. like that. You go into space too, and you're like, should there be something? Right. Like a right. table? Yeah. Maybe. I don't Some know. Couches. Something. Something. <laughs> something. <laughs> Tell me something. This is nothing but like a merch table and a stage yeah. and a bar. And a bar. <laughs> That's it. You can buy liquor and t shirts <laughs> and stand around. And so, but I've been That's to some good parties in there. Like, yeah, I remember no, no, no. Skills and uh, Great parties. Skills and KP did the VA versus ATL party in there. And they were going back and forth. That was a good time in there. I've just been wondering how they get like electricity. Like, where's it running through? They probably siphon it off from uh, next door. A sound table. A sound table, yeah. yeah. That's the only yeah. ill part about yeah. space, too, being able to walk through the back of the patio yeah. yes. and walk in the sound table in the backside. Like, that's the ill part about yes. space, too, that I respect. Like, okay, this is a cool little feature. I can go over here on some bougie shit if I choose to go kind of on some bougie shit, and then I can come back over here and, right. like, or sell it you well. can sneak in. You're like, I was here all along. I was here the whole time. Like, yeah, what are don't you worry talking about, about it. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. No, it definitely gives you the feeling of, like, I'm doing something wrong and I'm going to get away with it because that's just how this building is set up. That's appealing. Crime is appealing. If you can feel like you're doing a crime but you're not really doing anything wrong, that's an appealing thing to get out of a venue. Every, every venue doesn't give you that. Let's change the subject. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> We're starting to get really incriminating, John. <laughs> Rappers have gone to jail right. for less. You should have seen him. He was like raising his eyebrows and shit. Like, like okay, <laughs> all right, reel it in. Oh my god, reel it in. Um, speaking of discovering new artists, I had the pleasure of helping the Guardian sort of compile a whole host of artists that are considered like the emerging sound of Atlanta. Okay, but I did so with some help. They basically got in touch with me and was like. We need to figure out, we want to feature like a whole bunch of rising artists, somewhere mm. like, you know, a dozen and a half. And we want it to be very diverse, as in not just gonna, which is fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, but actually find, like, reach out there and find some shit. Yeah. That's out there. Okay. So I reached out to a bunch of folks. I reached out to Chad Rafford at Creative Loafing. I reached out to Chuck Reese at the Bitter Southerner, uh, Jewel Wicker, who's another freelance journalist. Um, the guys over at immersive atl which is like another music blog that does that covers like a lot of rising artists and i also talked to yo she did we had a great talk yeah (laughs) how did that go it was dope um i was running late but of course i mean that's just yeah yeah yeah. you know how we do we talked and she had hit me she's like you know pick three artists and she don't call me and kind of like talk about them and i picked uh young baby tate 
mm-hmm. Grip, and Jace from 2-9. Okay. And, you know, part of my selection was trying to decide who I felt was rising up, who kind of represented Atlanta in a way that, in a staple kind of way. Mm. And mm-hmm. then somebody who was a little different, but also a big representation of, you know, that feeling and, and that lifestyle of the city. Right. Those three really represented that for me. And looking at, like, what everyone else picked is so diverse. Like, you got to look at the Guardian piece because it's very, like, broad. And it, to me, I think it really captures not only, like, the sound of the city now, but kind of, like, just the different ways that Atlanta can sound. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were to, like, kind of draw a map of where everybody was coming from, like, you had um, guys over at, like, Grocery From Home, which is literally, like, a venue, like, smaller than my house um, or whatever, and that's where people come to discover artists. Um, Chad Raffer was talking about how people are still kind of looking to, like, 529 and all the the venues over at the East Atlanta Village to kind of see, like, what's popping and everything like that. Where did you see Young Baby Tate? That the was at um what's the name of that venue? I don't even think it's over there. Uh, is it gone already? Yeah, I think so. Oh my that's god, the, that's the Milana shit for you, <laughs> man. What's the name of it? What side of Wonder town? Root? Oh, Wonder Root. No, Wonder Root's not. Is it? It's I have like, I haven't been to a show there in mm. like two and a half years. Yeah. Well, is I don't think still? they, I don't think they do shows in their basement anymore, and I think that's <laughs> that's what changed. Yeah. Cause I remember that. That was like exposed ceilings, like yep. pitch dark, like they had like Christmas lights. To yeah, have a little glow. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you remember this. Yeah, no. Wow. <laughs> Cause we used to go there. Like that was another place. We was like every week or every other week. They would have like open mics and stuff, and yeah. we would be in Wonder Root. A friend of mine had to do a show, and um, I was at Tate's first show. I actually had I was taking pictures back then, so she had sent it to me. She was like, this was like three years ago. Mm-hmm. And she looks so young. She looks like she's just getting started compared right. to what she looks like right now. It's like moments like that to be like, oh, this is where I started at. Versus, you know, now I'm performing at A3C main stage before Trina. Mm. Is like the kind of progress. And that's also kind of like why it's exciting to see young artists kind of come up before they break. You get to see them in that infant stage. And then you get to see them like where they go. Well, I guess that's the other part about it, too, that I'm thinking about as you're talking, that nowadays, because music exposure is so tied to the Internet, Mm. I think just naturally people develop a disconnect between the fact that there's still real people who have to, like, go through these steps. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you can blow up. Your song can blow up on the Internet, but... Your song might be blowing up on the internet while you're still performing at a basement on the east side. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Like there's still you still have to physically do the work even if your song is the most popping shit on SoundCloud. Like mm-hmm. if you've never performed before and you mm-hmm. don't know how to perform or you haven't done a bunch of shows, like mm-hmm. you're gonna suck mm-hmm. with the biggest song in the world. So, so the process of performing and doing these little spots, I think, is kind of lost in the, the the general conversation of artists nowadays because uh-huh. we just so the story on artists is just like oh yeah this song was you know they put a clip up on Instagram it went viral and that's Boom. just yeah and then yeah. it's just it and it's like that person had to have done something a long time before that shit went viral yeah I think all the time about a video I stumbled across of um, Gucci pulling up to Club Libra um, 
I forget what his shirt says. It doesn't matter, but he's pulling up. There's a, a line around the entire venue. I guess he's getting ready to perform. This is, Plug Lieber, by the way, is where Gucci and Zaytoven used to go as they were coming up. They would record their songs and they would go and they would test it out at their open mics. So anyway, Gucci's over in the east side. And once he gets in a Club Libra, you see there are two photos on the walls. One is of Gucci Mane wearing the same shirt he decided to wear that night. Wow. And the other is of Rich Kids. And I'm like, that guy made the rounds. For sure. Right. You don't just get to be photo status if you haven't been performing, been been testing out songs. They know you from somewhere. Right. Exactly. I think about that a lot. Wow. Can you imagine being at early Gucci Mane shows? Like his yeah. first no. couple of shows that he ever did in his life. I cannot imagine. Shit like that makes me, I guess that's part of what I was thinking about too as I'm watching them. Like obviously at that point, I mean maybe somebody had like a handheld camera. I mean, you know what I mean? But there was no probably way to document no. some of this. They're his, using their GoPros. <laughs> right. Like maybe maybe somebody had like a flip phone that had like, <laughs> a still picture camera on it. It is a single looked, pixel. Yeah, a sing, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a single picture. Star. Like it looks like an Atari when you send a send it to somebody. Like, like convince him it's Gucci man. It, yeah, like that I promise you that's, that's I promise you that I swear to God that's Gucci. Gucci. I know it looks like witness protection, but it's oh actually Gucci Mane, I promise you. We might have to go to Magic City's open mic. <laughs> Wait, yeah. wait, 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 City has an open mic. Where's sorry. the press release? What's your story? It was like three or four months ago, I went to Magic City for lunch, and the bartender was mad cool. She was like, oh, what do you do? I was like, I do music journalism. Oh, she's like, you work from home? I was like, yeah. She's like, you should just come here and work at the bar. And I was like, I don't know if this is the best way <laughs> <I would love laughs> to do my writing. But she was like, no, nah, you can come here. We have open mics on Wednesdays, I believe she said. And, I like know, this bartender already. Yeah, this is a very accommodating. Cool. Yeah, she was yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is like four p.m., so it's just like it's no one really in there. But they uh, shit was always cooler. Yeah, they should. What's their cool. Wi-Fi password? Oh my god! I don't think I asked. Man, but I wish now I need to know. It's got to be something like long that you can't just feel like hoes in the club showing love, shaking ass, <laughs> like. It has to be something. I hope like, it's a rap lyric. I hope it's. Well, like you know how like all the coffee shops, their passwords are like buy coffee yeah. or just some mm. tip. That, that's tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tip, tip now. <laughs> tip now. But oh I, I asked her. I was like, "Is is it anybody good?" And she was like, "No." But she was like, "You get your, you come here, you perform your song. Maybe the strippers like it." Wow. And then, mm-hmm. uh-huh. DJ can kind of get you in the rotation and stuff like yeah. that. Like, well, it's interesting that they're using like an opportunity. open mic now. Yeah, it's weird, right? Uh-huh. I, so I kind of want to see how that plays out. Oh, my God. I, next field trip. I never Wh- went. Where do they they perform on stage or where do they I set mean, up? Look, I don't know. She just told me that they do. This is what, this is what happens. I, I, didn't, I didn't stay for it. But yeah, I always said, I was like, I'll come back and see what an open mic at Magic City is like. We definitely need to make we this should. fit. Yeah, no, like seriously, we, should. we definitely should make trip. the, yeah, 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 yeah. We should definitely take that field trip and come back and talk yeah, about it. Yeah. A thousand percent. I have questions. I have so many questions. <laughs> and, and I feel like going is only going to lead to more, more questions. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. That's that's like something that's been on my mind for a while. I was like, okay. I need to go back and see what it's like. Yeah. 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 Well, especially like since yeah. people pull up maybe the next Atlanta rapper will pop from Magic City literally 
Yeah. Mm. That's where they'll be discovered at. Mm-hmm. Right. Wouldn't be surprised. Right. All right. I like it. Wait, wait until strippers start being A&Rs. Then the I game mean, changes. They kind of are already, right? They yeah. just no, didn't no, get paid I'm talking about the position. Like, oh, like, like, like officially, yeah, like, yeah, 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 right. Card. Mm-hmm. Like, I like mm-hmm. it. You strip on Monday through Friday, and uh-huh. then you have the label Saturday and Sunday. I like, love it. In the office uh-huh. at Def Jam. Because right. I'm pretty sure that in the history of A&R meetings, no one at the table has ever had like cheek piercings and tongue piercings and like a shoulder tattoo. What like, else is an o- what can an office A and R ever say that compares to this is good to dance to? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> no, absolutely nothing. nothing. I'm 100 percent convinced there is a reason why Cardi B makes hits. Yeah, she knows what dancers want to dance to. Walk in the A and R meeting like I made five grand last night off this song. Boom! (laughs) Like, so so put your name on the paper. Like it's over. Like, what? What can can you do? Because no one can just. There's no refuting that. There's no no, like. What you gonna say? I seen someone get five thousand dollars on this play. Like it's not the same. It's not the same at all. No. No, no, no. I was working for it. Right. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Fuck SoundCloud plays. Right, because that's real. This happened in real life. Like this isn't digital. I was I was wondering the day I was on Spotify looking at like monthly listens, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is probably super accurate compared to like one-off plays. Like, oh, this song has this many plays, or this song has this many plays. It's just how many plays are you getting a month? Okay. Mm-hmm. To me, seems to be a very accurate way. Of course, not everyone uses Spotify, but based on Spotify streams, right. I think that's a really excellent way of kind of viewing someone's like. At least their their interest on Spotify is seeing how many monthly listens they get. How is that not? How, why do you think that that's like a more accurate metric for their people? Uh, consistency. Okay. I feel like if it changes every month, because at least like I say, if you upload a song and okay. it does really well, you upload a song does really well, mm-hmm. and then you upload a song that really doesn't do well, you kind of can be like, okay, well, why did this song do so well? Well, maybe you had some reposts, maybe you yeah. had some blog posts, but at least on Spotify, mm-hmm. it's like every month. How many people's listening? Who's listening? Are they return listeners? Did your numbers in LA drop? Did they, they, to me, it's just a really good metric to kind of view how an artist is, at least what areas they're doing well in. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like I said, I was just thinking about that today. I don't mm-hmm. know like how accurate they are, but it seemed to be pretty, pretty straightforward as far as like artists and um, keeping up with that information. I mean, as long as they're not like kind of on the same like for new south playlists at least uh, right right you know you know what i mean though i don't know true because then that kind of and i think that's the thing about playlists and how it um how it affects your numbers is like if you do really good in playlists but like if you can't bring nobody out at your shows like exactly like it's very hard to me to gauge how popping you are right which is cool it's cool to have that soundcloud space you really need streams. It puts money in your pocket. But we know touring does is where not only you get like the long-term fans and the people that's going to buy merch, that's going to buy your album, but they also like show money. Yeah, that's going to be your, that's how you're going to pay your rent for a while. Bread and butter. So, yeah, it's one of those, th- I don't know, man. I mean, I guess the other part with the whole, with Spotify and every streaming service, not just Spotify, but do you think we're ever going to get a way to have a fair accounting of these numbers. 
a fair accounting. Like when you sell records, I get the idea that a record, okay, an album comes out, maybe a record, you know, the record label buys a hundred thousand of them on their own or whatever the case is, give okay. the thing a little jug. But at least with that, it's still, it was still physical copies of something sold. You couldn't really, I don't know that you, it was probably much harder to lie about the numbers of albums that were sold. But with the streaming thing, it's just it's still really foggy and mm-hmm. it doesn't appear that anybody is pressed to give up their information willingly. No. That's true. And that's with all and that's with all you know internet <laughs> no like based platforms. Like Facebook doesn't want to give up information, Twitter doesn't want to give up information. If you have some type of digital service, nobody wants to give up the info. So it's like how do we I don't know. Is will there ever be a fair accounting? Do we just have to take it for whatever they say? That's true. Forever? Thought, like forever yeah. now? That's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like in Apple Music's universe, like Drake is like absolute king and is That's broken. It. Like he's you, bigger than Michael Jackson. Right. right. It's like, should I believe you? No, and they don't give us no metrics to show it. Like we don't know how many uh streams Drake brings in. Um, we don't even know what counts as a stream. If the song is four minutes, is it 30 seconds? Is it 15 seconds? Is it the I, entire I, I, I song? Do, oh, for Apple Music? For all of them. I, well, I want to know, know the standard. There's, a, there's no industry standard, it doesn't seem I don't like. Know, I think it is. But I gotta. I would have to research it. But there is I, a, I think I've seen it. I think it's like 45 seconds. You see, play I see that. Song. Even that feels cheap. Like uh, it's definitely, it's a, No, it's a, it's, a, it's a certain amount because I remember somebody had a popular song that wasn't long enough and like the number the string really? that wasn't long enough. how yeah. i was gonna say because what the it, fuck there's, is that there's what? a certain length that a song has to be to kind of count well to like chart on radio as a streaming okay i have to listen to oh my so, god what is happening yeah there's there has to be a certain length for your song to be like to be streamed into like chart i'm just trying to think what song is a hit that's under two i mean it, to me, you have to be talking about under two minutes for yeah. it to be some egregious. Uh, I'll send it to you. Uh, it was like I can't even imagine what song could be a hit that's not at least well, two minutes like, and twenty that seconds. Be a hit, but like be popular enough to be like viral. Viral, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah, there I'll be you in- go. Okay, yeah. I'm interested in that information because it is something that is out there, but it's strange. Like it doesn't really make any sense. But yeah, they they have certain metrics for stuff like this. But I feel like they always been in the rules. And changing how things it's are. It's fucking clandestine. Try and make it make <laughs> sense, but no. I don't understand why it's like cloak and daggers with just like it should be regular. It should be regular. It should but, just be open. Like what? I don't even understand what the incentive is to hide it unless it's nefarious. Uh-huh. Yeah, like titles, numbers. Right. Like why wouldn't you just release it? What What is the argument? What is the valid argument that you're making as to why? Because it's not even We're not talking about Social security numbers We're just talking about Did Nicki Minaj sell What the fuck she said she sold Like did, did I don't want I don't need your address Like your blood type Like I just want to know What you sold don't dog Don't worry about it <laughs> Yeah yeah And that's, that's and, the and, energy And that's, and that's hey, the energy It's like ah don't, chill, worry like, don't worry about it man like, Did you see good. that It was a like an article Where they were talking about Like They got They were researching How these uh, Title numbers Based on Beyonce's album And how they had to be uh, Inflated because, because they didn't make any sense. Like they were, they suppose like they had accounts, like real people's accounts, but they were playing it from their real accounts. So someone was like, ah, "There's no way I could play Beyonce 24 hours a day. Like I would have to sleep. Like they, were, <laughs> this is this is a real thing. Like they were interviewing these people and asking them about their numbers, and it's just like, no, there's no way I played her album 117 times that day. 
Like it was like for a There's day. There's not enough time in the There's day. There's no way, but that's what some of the numbers for Ooh, some of the how albums. They, how they come back? Yeah. I don't understand. Like the shit should so be. It wasn't a buy. It's a real account, but they're not real plays. Right. Yeah, and that's my thing about it. Like even forty five seconds to me feels phony because it should be the song, or at least. Yeah, no, it's not. It's definitely at, not a at least eighty percent of the song. Like forty five seconds. What does that mean? That- what like if, if even for feedback's sake of the record label, the artist, or the platform, what? If it's only 45 seconds, what kind of information can you actually gain from, okay, we know all these I mean, people listen to I mean, the song for 45 that's seconds. That's just weird to me. Right. Sure right. That is a single suite on a Travis Scott record, and everyone knows that the and song really takes off when it shifts. 45 seconds in, the beat has changed twice, and it's not even the same record no more by the time we get to the And end, even like, so, what? you're like, let's see how this evolves. Right. Like, There's something else coming. Right yeah, 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 yeah. There's something yeah. else coming out of this. I know there is. Right. Uh, that is so wild to me. Well, great. We've gone from talking about like discovering new artists to like the insides of digital streaming platforms. I know. I feel like analytics. I'm in a weird Josh Harnett movie where we're about <laughs> to like hack into something. Josh Harnett doing with his life right now. I think he's just chilling. I think he's fine. Yo, do you even know who Josh Hartnett is? Is that I do not. <laughs> I don't. Okay, so Josh Hartnett, like I don't. Like I know who Josh Hartnett is, but uh-huh. I couldn't tell you what I know Josh Hartnett from. I just don't, I know him okay. when I see him. All right, all right. All right he's like right, he's like right. he's like a a shadowy, dark eyed, <laughs> like pale white guy oh that's been in various. Like I know him when I see him, but I. Just, I feel like he was foisted upon my adolescence by like teen people. And like yeah, he was one of those guys, of right? For yeah, sure. teenage heartthrob, yeah, early twenties yeah. heartthrob, being marketed to. Spotify. Wait, what article? Account, is this? To count a song as one play or one stream, a song has to be listened to for thirty seconds or more. When you restart a song, it will count as a play as long as thirty seconds are listened to. Skipping the last five seconds of a song does not hurt the artist. Offline listens are counted and sent to Spotify server. The next time you connect to the internet, yes, private listening mode is also counted. Where is this being published? Spotify community. Spotify, yeah. Oh, okay. 30 seconds. I don't know, B. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, I don't B. like that. So, hold on. so that's Spotify. I don't know if Apple has ever gave out their 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 number amount for how long a song must be played. Right. That goes into like them not giving out information. Yeah, so they're not. Sure. Apple, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised that Spotify even did that much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I really feel like we're hacking. Well, the well the other part of it is I I don't understand it because even if that's the rule, right? Uh huh. The the top streaming artists will probably still be the most popular. Like even if it wasn't whatever kajillion billion numbers that Drake has, he would probably still be the top streaming artist, just represented more accurately by like a turnstile, like one. Two, it should be like a club clicker. Like, like, <laughs> Why are club clickers more legit? <laughs> oh, I'm more legit than Spotify and Apple Music. Like, that's I, I, the real question we need. To that's ask all it should be. Is just a club clicker. Like, what? I don't understand. Okay, so if it only takes 30 seconds for a song to count as one play, mm. it takes 150 streams of a song to equal one paid download. So you need at least that much. So you need 150 streams for your song to be one download, which is what 99 cent. Mm-hmm. So for that for the song to equal ninety nine cents as far as like being, you know, paid for, it has to be streamed hundred and fifty times. But you don't have to really stream the whole song. You just need that thirty seconds. You know, when you said all that now, I feel like 
I was experiencing deja vu because I'm certain that like some of these pop music stands probably have been relaying this information to each other to like get Ariana Grande at the top. You know what I mean? Have y'all, have you guys ever seen pop music stands or like barbs? Like for example, like when a song comes out, they're like, all right, the singles out. Mobilize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, We're going to mobilize to make this thing happen. They're more mobilized than the voting public, I swear. Yeah. They really are. Like how they encourage each other to just leave it on, play, and keep it on. And just go. Or like you only got to play the first 30 seconds and start it over. Like, Mm -hmm. you ain't doing nothing today? Nope. (laughs) I think the problem with that is, well, there's a lot of problems with that. But I guess one that's major for me is. The fact that we got to the point where the stands care so much about like charts and plays and not just like loving the song. Like, you know, mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. your favorite artists are your favorite artists because of the music they made, not how many plaques they had or not how successful they were. You, you were just in love with the artists. But now so much of the conversation is around like, you know, your plaques and this or getting the number one, you know. This like, many streams over 24 hours. All you know, that shit. Number one on Apple Music. I know Cardi was bragging about that in her uh, Instagram post. Like, yeah. I'm number one on Apple Music and you got a radio show on Apple Music. Well, how does that make you feel? It's like, sheesh. Yeah, but like, what does number one on Apple Music really mean? It means that today you have the song that people are talking about. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you can't sure, like, at all. Like, well, I, guess, I guess. I guess. Sure? Yeah, I, I suppose that's people, what it means. People like, are so broad. That's so general. Not how many people. Not how many people. Yeah. Not where they are. Exactly. Yeah. Not just, any of that. Just, just, people. just people. People are saying, that's some Trump shit. Oh, my Like, God. they're saying... I'm hearing they're telling me that like that's some yes. real like I don't that's, that's how Apple Music works. That's how they that's how they run the game on I don't like But this is what it is like I said I don't think whatever we'll act the government is going to step in so I don't know the, the government ju- is way too busy Yeah they got a bunch of other so chasing after caravans Yeah chasing after caravans Not Please checks. please save us from the caravans Well we really don't know anything now do we No nothing Clearly we are clearly lost in the sauce Something to say is produced by Mike Saba out of SWATS. Any final word, guys? Um, that was the final word. That honestly. was the final word. That was the final word. <laughs>